Okay, so this is probably going to be such an awkward um, podcast because I've never recorded one before and I'm just going to be rambling. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but you were all so sweet and I'm happy to do this as long as some people <laughs> enjoy it. Um, so a few of you gave me some talking points. Thank you for that. It would be terrible if I didn't have them. Uh, so I'm just going to go through those on Twitter and go from there. Um, <laughs> oh no. Okay, the first one I see is um, read migraine medication side effects. So, sure. I mean, I have migraine medication with me. Let me grab it. One second. I don't know why I'm telling you one second. I can literally just pause this and edit it out. Okay, I'll be right back in two seconds. Okay. Um, side effects... Oh, these are terrifying. <laughs> okay. If you don't like side effects, just uh, skip forward like a minute because this is bad. Um, less common, abdominal or stomach pain, anxiety, blurred vision, changes in patterns and rhythms of speech. Oh, wow. Okay. Chest pain or tightness, chills, confusion, dizziness, fast, slow, irregular, pounding or racing heartbeat or pulse, headache, muscle cramps. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Headache? This is migraine medication. I don't understand the pharmaceutical industry. It's fine. Muscle cramps and stiffness, neck, throat, or jaw pain, nightmares, shivering, sweating, swelling of the fingers, hands, feet, or lower legs, tightness in the chest, and trouble breathing. Those are just the somewhat common ones, um, and these are the rare ones, so you're probably safe from these, but um, blindness is the first one. Uh, chest pain or discomfort, chest tightness or heaviness, flushing of redness of the skin, especially on the face and neck, increased blinking or spasms of the eyelid, itching, pain, redness or swelling, lightheadedness, dizziness or fainting, nerve pain, severe numbness, especially on one side of the face, severe or continuing stomach pain, trouble speaking or swallowing, twitching, unusual bleeding or bruising, vomiting of blood or material that looks like coffee grounds okay you know what i don't i don't really need migraine medication i can probably stop taking that okay back to twitter um cereal of the day i don't really think i have a cereal of the day i just like have my go-to's but uh fruit loops are always a safe bet um that's like the number one thing you can do if you want to figure out if you can trust somebody or if you're like just about to start a relationship, ask them if they prefer Fruit Loops or Apple Jacks. And if they say Apple Jacks, just run and cut off all communication and never speak to that person again because mm -mm, no. Um, but Captain Crunch is always a safe bet. I love that cereal, even though it's like borderline abusive, uh, cuts your mouth open, but it's worth it in the end. Um, Cocoa Pebbles, Fruity Pebbles, can't go wrong there. Honeycomb. I remember being little and loving to find all the like honeycomb on the map on the back. Um, that was like my favorite thing to do. But yeah, I, I think I could eat cereal for every meal and be totally fine. I would have like a major vitamin deficiency and like no protein in my body, but I think it'd be worth it. It's a lifestyle choice. I can stop whenever I want. Um, okay, please talk about anything. What are your favorite fix and tropes? Um, this is this is interesting. I mean, favorite fic wise, I, the author Provocative Envy is my favorite. Uh, Andre is amazing. I have such fan behavior when I try to 
communicate with Andrea. Um, I don't even think she follows me back on Twitter or anything or even knows who I am, but um, I've been stalking her social media for ages. Uh, she's not super active on like Twitter or other platforms, social media platforms in the fandom, but I know she's active on Tumblr. Um, and she just writes the most amazing fix. I love her style. The Germione fic difficult by her was the first Germione fic I ever read and it just like changed me. It was so amazing. Um, she also has an incredible Tamayani fic called Nightmare, which has like all of these incredible time travel elements and just amazing character development and a lot of cool side characters. Um, if you read it, come talk to me about Edmund Lestrange because I never simped for an original character the way I simp for Edmund. So that's fun. But if I'm completely honest, um, I don't actually read a lot of fics. Uh, inside the fandom because I have this thing I call sponge syndrome, um, which means that just when I read, I tend to um, soak up the writing style that I'm reading. And then that translates into my own writing. And I notice that I'm kind of falling away from my own style and sort of taking after these other styles that I read. And so I try to avoid that. Um, I already have to read a lot for work. I work in publishing and uh, I have to read a lot of terrible submissions in publishing. So it also works detrimentally and I'll start writing badly if I, if I read too much. So I have to really limit my reading and sometimes do like cleansing days where I don't read so that when I write, it's my own style and my own voice. But it probably sounds like a terrible excuse and probably is, but I unfortunately do not read a lot of other fics in the fandom. Um, and I definitely should. So if anybody has any tips for getting over this sponge syndrome thing of mine, if you even know what that is or have ever experienced anything like it, I'm all ears because I would love to get over that. Um, okay. Uh, you could talk about your thought process or writing fix or how the hell you find perfect songs for DLB. You're so sweet. Um, thought process wise, the songs actually have a lot to do with it, with Don't Look Back especially the title of the fic is based off of the title of a song um it's it's the song don't look back by miguel which is just an amazing song i'm obsessed with it i think when i first found it i replayed it so much that it completely messed up my whole like discover weekly on spotify but um it has this incredible key change and like tonal shift at the end of the song the whole song is spent being like stay away from me and warnings and it's a totally different vibe and then the very end it just swaps into this seductive kind of dangerous vibe and I love it so much and I just cannot listen to it without picturing some kind of monstrous transformation um so yeah I highly recommend that song but for the most part my Spotify is just really catered to me at this point I, I mean I'm so careful with my Spotify I I coddle it I raise it like a child um so if I don't like a song or anything, I skip it immediately. I try not to listen to anything on there that I don't like so that it really knows my preferences. And at this point, I think it like knows me better than my therapist. Um, I think most of my Discover Weekly playlists, I get like a good five or six great songs out of those a week and my daily mixes and things like that. So Spotify is the only thing I care about. <laughs> um, you can talk about who dies in DLB. Nice try. Very, very nice try. No, I'm sorry. The most you're going to get out of me is the multi-character death tag. Um, <laughs> but valiant effort there. Um, talk about inspirations for fanfics. 
again, music, but also scenes from movies. There are definitely some vibes that I get when I watch things. I, I, I think I'm a sponge in general, not just with my sponge syndrome, but I just soak up aesthetics and things like that and just throw them all into a Big Notes app and go from there. But yeah, how the fuck do you find perfect clips and audios for your trailers? Aha! <laughs> for the most part, just tireless, tireless searching and going to the furthest reaches of the internet. The bare minimum, like I have no space left on my hard drive because it's just full of downloaded videos and downloaded audio sound bites because I'll download a six minute video if there's like a five second moment in it that I think is, ooh, that'll work. But it takes me ages. I will tell you that one of my favorite websites, it's called, um, hold on, let me double check this. Yeah, no, okay. It's just called Yarn. Um, it's got like a green logo. Uh, and if you go there, you can search by word or phrase for soundbite clips um, from movies or even certain music videos. And it, it's not perfect. Like, there are definitely quotes from movies that I know for a fact exist, but I'll type them in and they won't show up. But it's an amazing resource. Like, if you type in a certain phrase that you're looking for that you want to put in an edit or something, um, they'll usually have tons of different versions of that that exist in film um, and in TV shows, and I use that a lot. Um, it's my secret weapon, so that's very helpful. But with um, visuals, it's really just sifting through trailers, sifting through movie scenes, sifting through music videos, and hoping to find something good. Um, and I try not to reuse anything, so it becomes incredibly dangerous for my storage space on my on my laptop but it's totally worth it i love making edits um do a shrek impression you know i think i'm gonna spare myself the humiliation <laughs> but i love shrek i will i will always watch shrek if it's on i know all the words to the welcome to duloc little children's choir thing which is embarrassing but i do um, talk about your favorite movie and why. Oh, oh, oh no, you have opened up an enormous can of worms here. Um, my favorite movie, hands down, is Inception, which is highly regarded as just like a mind fuck of a movie, but it is the best movie I've ever seen with an incredible cast and just an unmatched, unmatched score. Hans Zimmer is my idol. He, he's one of those people that I'm afraid to meet because I feel like he's my hero and it would let me down if I met him, even though I know it wouldn't because he's a god, but I love that man and he writes the best scores. Um, and the Inception soundtrack, I just like burst into tears and like nothing makes me cry. So I think that says a lot, but the film itself is just incredible. The plot, the twists, the timeline, the way it all works together, it's amazing. The first time I saw it in the theater, I didn't understand it. I saw it eight more times in the theater. And by like the fourth time, I think I had a good grasp of it. And by the sixth time, I was just tripping balls. I was just dying. I loved it so much. Um, I, I would watch it once a week, once a day, if I could. But like members of my family and my roommates, I try not to do that to them. But Arthur from the movie is just, he's my comfort character. Um, I think it's one of Leonardo DiCaprio's best movies. I think his acting is incredible. Um, Marion Cotillard is a goddess. I love her. Um, Elliot Page, he's amazing in it. Everybody's amazing in it. I mean, it's just a groundbreaking movie and 
I will always sing its praises. So if you ever meet me in person and you get me a little bit tipsy and you get me talking about that, I will literally never shut up. But I have a little bit of self-control right now, so I'll move on. Um, hmm. Your happy pills reactions. I'm not reading happy pills. I have no excuse except for my sponge syndrome, but Eliana is my everything and I love her and I've seen glimpses of her writing style and it's just absolutely thoroughly gorgeous. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, I have so much going on in my life um, with work and with my own writing and I'm just trying to keep to my schedule as best I can even though I'm totally failing. So I'm not currently reading Happy Pose. I'm sure I'll cave eventually and then I will be completely destroyed by it. But I love seeing you all brain rot about it. It's amazing. Um, I would literally listen to it even if you're only going to be talking about trees. <laughs> I love trees. Um, trees are my everything. I was very upset when I was living in like the deepest part of like desert Southern California for a while because there were very few trees and I just feel like it affected my whole psyche. But I love trees. Um, weeping willows are my favorite. But I also love like big oak trees and things like that. Um, palm trees too though. I do have a weakness for palm trees. They're so fun. And anyway, this is a ridiculous thing to be talking about, but I do love trees. Can I read the B-movie script? Of course I can. I can read you the first couple lines. Let me find it. Way ahead of its time, if you ask me. B-movie script. Here we go. According to all known laws of aviation, there is no way a bee should be able to fly. Its wings are too small to get its fat little body off the ground. The bee, of course, flies anyway, because bees don't care what humans think is impossible. That's actually like a baller quote. Yeah, this movie was way ahead of its time, and anything that includes Patrick Warburton is just completely worth my time, and I'll drop everything. Let's see... Yell about Neville supremacy. I cannot shut up about how much I love Neville Longbottom. Oh my god, what an amazing character. I love that man. He does not have a toxic bone in his body. He loves plants. He's intelligent. He is brave. He has risen above his trauma and never has taken it out on anyone. Uh, I don't know, I just... Like, he's very not me. Like, I have, no, I have none of his good qualities. I am just not that good of a person but i love him and i aspire to be him and i wish i was neville longbottom but i'm not um talk about goats i don't really have a lot of stories about goats i mean i love goats i love that they scream like humans like angry men i think it's hilarious but don't have a lot to say about goats i do have things to say about sheep um, I talked about this once in my AMA, uh, that I did on the Discord server, but we, we had a tradition at my high school to pull off a senior prank on the school, the last week of school. And they always got incredibly out of hand, uh, and every single year they would threaten to take away the next year's senior prank and like threaten to suspend students, but they never followed through and it made no sense to threaten to take away the next year's senior prank because then they would just do it anyway and then the next year would have their senior prank taken away and so on and so forth. So it was just not really a loaded threat from administration. But I mean, I know one year somebody released like 6,000 crickets all over the school, which was disgusting and that took forever to clean up. That was not my year. Uh, I will not take the blame. 
my year was infinitely more creative and we released three sheep in the courtyard. The sheep were very well taken care of, mind you. Uh, no harm came to these sheep. But they were labeled um, one, three, and four. Um, and there was no fourth sheep. There was no sheep number two. Uh, and we watched administration search all day for sheep number two and never find it. Um, which is such a stupid joke, but it was incredibly fun. And I almost didn't graduate because of it, but it was completely worth it. Um, oh no, I'm out of talking points. Um, I don't know. This was fun. I mean, we could always do a short first podcast <laughs> with no theme and no common talking points, but I'm glad to be talking. I used to have a total insecurity about my voice. I think a lot of people have this. There's something about like the acoustics of you hearing your own voice in your ears and then hearing it played back and it just doesn't sound right to you. Uh, but I, I had the voice of a teenage boy in high school and middle school and my mom never let me forget it. Um, a lot of my friends always made fun of me for it, but um, it's an insecurity that's followed me for a very long time. So to hear you all say that my voice is soothing is incredibly, incredibly comforting and I'm very thankful to hear that. I, I don't understand it. I'm a little bit baffled. But if you say so, I will not fight you on it. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this completely pointless first podcast. And I will try to record another one soon if anybody ever wants another one. <laughs> okay, I love you all. Bye.